99 little bugs in the code. 99 little bugs in the code. Fix one bug, compile it again. 100 little bugs in the code. 100 little bugs in the code. Fix one bug, compile it again. 101 bugs in the code. 101 bugs in the code. Fix one bug, quit your job, and go home. This is Control Structure episode 37, Pierogi Day for July 30th, 2013, with hosts Andrew Bailey and Christopher Thompson. And now, a cake-choosing feature. Hey, big week. Yep, wonderful week. I did nothing, watched 21 hours of anime. Wow, that sounds like fun. To some it people, it wasn't. <laughs> so big week for you. Oh man! Like I go into work like the day after I do my podcast, and you know I'm supposed to be working on two features, and suddenly I have like 20 bugs because everything broke. So I'm thinking, like for the last month, I haven't had like a whole bunch to do. I mean, if something broke then, it wouldn't be that bad. But no, it just had to break all at once. Mmm. <sighs> so, the good news is, is that for one project, some other company screwed up. So, it looks like I might be able to take a week off pretty soon. Nice. So, just- yeah. When you when you take uh, your week off, just make sure you don't become the forgotten employee. Hmm, forgotten employee. I think I felt like that uh, in one of my jobs. I used to feel like that, but not anymore. Yeah, you felt like that up until like a year until you you know into your job there. Yep. Yeah. And you always had a knack for finding projects, you know, even at school where you didn't have to do anything. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I found this here, and it's a story from about 10 or 12 years ago about how some guy got transferred to, like, a different uh, satellite office. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, wondering what in the world is he supposed to be doing because, you know, they told me that, you know, they'd have some stuff for me pretty soon, and that was months ago. So, uh, apparently, like, all of his, uh, department got fired, and, uh, like, the payroll system defaulted his, uh, like, department code to 000. So it's like, hmm, well, what am I supposed to be doing in this department? Apparently it was, like, a workplace safety so he pretended to be a workplace safety inspector guy. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And, like, he finds someone else in the same department, and apparently he's forgotten too. <laughs> but hey, getting paid to do nothing. Yeah, and it's a really great story of, uh, you know, office intrigue and, uh, 
know, suspense. So eventually he gets like a bunch of globes for some reason. <laughs> bunch of what? Globes. Like awards? Um, no, like models of planet Earth. Uh so yeah, I I found that a pretty good read. Mm. So, uh, speaking of jobs, uh, I don't think that uh, anyone in the solar industry or the coal industry is forgotten, uh, for the most part. Because it turns out that America has more solar energy workers than coal miners. Really? Yeah. You know, to an extent, I can believe that now. Yeah. So, you know, of course, uh, the leading states are, of course, the sunny ones like California, Arizona, and Texas, but yeah. but also cloudier places like Michigan, New York, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Hmm. That's really good. Yep. So, yeah, if you have skills in uh, installing solar panels, you won't be unemployed. How hard is that skill out of curiosity? I suppose it wouldn't be that much different from construction. Probably. Oh, sure, they leave Utah out. <laughs> I got nothing but land. Yep. Heated land. And no people. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, maybe you're in Australia, uh, but your solar energy uh, industry job uh, doesn't really pay you that much. Uh, because the Australia tax is real. Um, but don't worry, your parliament uh, has officially encouraged you to get around these geolocks that uh, companies use to make their software like much higher than it is elsewhere. So this is... So, 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 so let me get this straight. Australia parliament said go ahead and break, break the law. Essentially, they're kind of fed up with it, too. Cool. So, um, you know, for comparison, because there is no gaming show on this network anymore, you know... Wait, no what? No, no gaming show? Well, there hasn't been an episode for a while, so I just figure that it's dead. So we got the universe. Ha ha, the universe. We got uh, the gaming show. Well, which is kind of dead now. Do we have the gadget show still running? Oh, yeah. They, they've already faked their death a long time ago. It's dead to me, but they're still making episodes. Wait, so they're dead also, but they're still making episodes? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh... Interesting. Anyway, so, like, a AAA game, when it comes out, costs $60 in the U.S. Agreed. Uh, in Australia, it costs 100 Australian dollars, uh, which, after conversion, is about 90 American dollars. So that's, like, 50% higher. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. So... Oh, speaking of other shows, um, <laughs> there still isn't a science show on this network. 
So it seems that we're, you know, trying to expand a little bit too much, and I don't really want that. But but uh, to fill the gap, it seems that helicopter blades cause buildup of static charges, which then discharge in a rather cool-looking way. So you'll have pyrotechnic helicopters. You know, I've never seen these before. Yeah, so this uh, you know, is relatively a common sight, apparently, around uh, troops in Afghanistan, where it's, you know, really sandy. Uh, and it seems what happens is that the helicopter blades are coated with titanium and nickel, and the sand in the air scratches those, and it causes, like, really epic oxidation, which, you know, causes it to light up. But... Apparently, it only happens when the uh, blades are rotating at a certain speed. If it goes up or down, the effect apparently stops. Huh. Really interesting. Yes, this is the Cop Etchels effect. The what? Cop Etchels effect. Who came up with that name? <laughs> apparently, there are two guys that died over there in 2009. Uh, so they're like, hey, why don't we honor these guys in naming a rather cool-looking effect after them? Uh. So, yeah. Interesting. So how about that Kickstarter? How about it? Comics will be published until moral improves. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, this uh, comic, this webcomic here is uh, uh, made by, you know, just a run-of-the-mill graphic designer. Uh, but he uses, like, the symbols you find on, like, uh, bathrooms, you know, like the man and the woman on the bathroom signs. Okay. And, like, the uh, crosswalk, you know, guy. So it's just really simple you know, black and white, uh, but it's really hilarious. And this guy is running a Kickstarter and already has exceeded his goal of $3,000 and uh, with 30 days to go. Hmm, nice. So it looks like this uh, might be rather successful. Well, it technically is already successful, so cool. for this week's installment of LOL IDIOT. <laughs> LOL, LOL, LOL. Yep, LOL everything. So, our favorite Apple blog has posted the story of someone who got one of those FBI ransomware kitty porn pop-up bug things. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, he took his computer to the police station and asked if, uh, 
you know, the cops said any dirt on him. Um, so, uh, turns out that the police actually searched the computer since he brought it to them, and turns out that he actually had kitty porn on there, and he is now charged. So I guess that ransomware isn't totally useless after all. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh. So, yeah, um... The accused voluntarily brought his computer to the station, and following a search, several inappropriate messages and photos of underage girls were recovered. Detectives were able to identify one of the girls as a 13-year-old from Minnesota. A search warrant was obtained and executed at the home of the accused. Uh, as a result, computers and other devices were seized. So, the FBI message that had a that the accused had originally received was determined to be a virus and not a legitimate let message. The investigation continues. <laughs> so, if one of these 13-year-old girls from Minnesota, that means uh, Studio Guy and Squirrel should know her, since, like, no one lives in Minnesota. And, <laughs> and Garrison Keeler is only there maybe 10% of the time. You know, I just found a strange key on my desk, and I have absolutely no idea where it goes to. Huh. It has... 13 numbers on the back, and I don't recognize it. Hmm, is it your mailbox key? Nope, that's on my keychain. Okay. Does it look like a car key or a house key? No, it looks something like you stick it in a small lock. Ah, like a but luggage? Where, I have no idea. Like a luggage lock or something? Uh, or a padlock? A padlock where this key was distributed to me somehow. Hmm. Oh well. I'll figure it out later. So then our... Well, the story... Don't take your computers to... Yeah, to the cops. Besides, the NSA already has all the dirt they want on you. Yep. So then our favorite Prenda Law blog, which, full disclosure, is actually the same as the Apple one, uh, posted about the politics that make YouTube on Fios, well, you know... Slow? Something like that, yeah. You slow? So, uh, basically goes into the politics behind uh, ISPs and, uh, like, the backbone network providers. Um, you know, the, you know, uh, you know, the general idea is that, you know, uh, People pay ISPs, and then the service providers also pay their ISPs, and, you know, magic kind of happens between the two. Um, but uh, apparently the ISPs for, like, the residential side often asks for money since, uh, like, they have to pay for the data to be transported through their networks to the consumers. Uh but, uh, you know, it doesn't exactly work that way. And, you know, there's uh, ag uh, accusations of whether this violates net neutrality and all that. Hmm. 
Very interesting. Yeah, it. This is a four-page report, actually, and you know, I read through all of it, but I didn't really pick up much I didn't already know. But then again, I read this stuff all the time. So. Ah, uh, yeah, I did get a new modem from from my internet, and I haven't had any issues since. Maybe he just needs a new modem. Well, I mean, I have a sort of new modem myself for my uh, fiber optic. But, uh, you know, I don't think that exactly is my problem. Hmm. And apparently users of other ISPs have been complaining about YouTube speeds as well. You know, didn't YouTube just, like, switch over some of their servers and suddenly everything became fast? Uh, maybe, but, uh, like, I remember back in February when it was really bad, people started complaining about it, then suddenly, in about three weeks, it became a lot better, and it's just been sort of teetering around good and bad since. So... Then again, I think I've learned my lesson in not to use, not to watch YouTube that much. So, go figure. Mm. Say, you love using a PC, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, in fact, you just built one, right? Yep. Uh, how much RAM did you say it had? 16 gigs. Me too. So, you know, we love using our PCs where our operating systems don't need to take up 40% of our RAM, unlike the Xbox One or PS4. Wait, what? So, the uh, the new consoles coming out, they both have 8 gigabytes of system RAM. And uh, there's reports going around that the operating system and built-in system features will always take up three to three and a half gigabytes of their RAM. So, yeah. Uh, I think a little bit excessive. Yeah. Um, like a lot of, at least the Xbox's uh, uh, system RAM is consumed by, uh, like the fact that you can sort of split screen like your game or... Uh, like your TV show with Skype or like your internet browser or whatever. But I'm not exactly sure what the PS4 is doing with all of that. So, yeah, this is, this is getting sort of ridiculous, you know, because, you know, even though that, you know, it's, you know, I'm not sure if it's okay or even good to have all these features because they are essentially embedded systems. And, you know, that's where resources are kind of scarce. Mm. So, so you know, having something taking up three of your eight gigs of RAM is kind of a big, big uh, thing. If they could shave it down to, say, one gigabyte, it would be great. Or add another eight gigs. Hmm. But then that would probably double the cost or something. Well, gotta do something. Yep. And uh, right now, I have like all these tabs open 
and like several other background stuff running, and I'm only using about you know not even three gigs of my sixteen gigs. See on on memory. I am currently using 2.57 gigs, and I have Skype and Firefox open. Okay. Wrong. Well, so you heard about 4K, right? Yep. So, um, Year 4000. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I'm talking about, like, uh, 4KP monitors. Uh, you know, like 1080p, and, you know, it's like the next big jump in display resolution. Oh. That the one so powerful that your eyes can't even detect the difference? Uh, supposedly. Um, but, uh, let's see, Asus, uh, announced a 4K monitor several months ago, and uh, and and Tech has uh, finally gotten their hands on one. So this is a, like, a 31.5-inch display with a resolution of 3840 by 2160. You know, at that resolution, you can't even see anything. Uh... I mean, but then the monitor itself is so much bigger, too. Ah. So. Uh, nothing wrong with that picture. Bigger monitors, so soon I'll have a monitor the size of my wall. <laughs> that would be awesome. What would the resolution be for that? 1.2 million? Uh... I'm not sure what that would be. I mean, you could probably have to measure your wall and uh, multiply it by whatever pixel density you'd uh, need. Mm. Uh, let's just suppose the 10 feet by 10 feet. <laughs> well, or math... 10 feet by 20 feet. <laughs> well, math is kind of hard. Yeah. So... Um, it only cost uh, $3,500 right now. Uh, so that's 1.04 P's per dollar. And you said math was hard. <laughs> that, that was a stored uh, result. Oh. <laughs> you know, if I'm going to buy a monitor, it's going to be one of those curved monitors. Yeah, I've seen those. Like, uh, I think the aspect ratio is like 21 by 7 or something. Something and, like that. Instead of like 16 by 9. So, uh, apparently this monitor gets a silver award. So. A silver award? Yeah. I didn't know they gave out awards. Yeah, a lot of websites do. Mm. Well, we give it a bronze. <laughs> well, we give it a gold, because you'll have to pay for it in gold. <laughs> 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 so, 
So, oh, moving on. Yep. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> the successor to Pawn Plug, the Pawn Plug R2 will be released soon. What the heck is Pawn Plug? It's a little security device that you put places that uh, is designed for network security testing. Uh, the Pwn Plug R2 looks like a inconspicuous Wi-Fi router instead of like a power brick that the old one was. Um, it has a bit more power and a uh, bit more features than a Raspberry Pi does, uh, but this is designed to phone home either using uh, the network it's trying to penetrate you know, over Ethernet or Wi-Fi or uh, with 4G. So... You know, this is, you know, trying to, you know, you know, a, uh, it's, the whole box is white to match the hats of the people using them. So this is, you know, something that white hack, uh, white hat hackers use, you know, to purposefully break into things, you know, to tell people to fix them. Mm. So, cool. yeah. And, uh. Like, apparently they were trying to do stuff with uh, RFID, you know, the uh, access tags that, you know, companies hand out. Uh-huh. So, does your company have those? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, the, uh, let's see, yeah, it was the first two jobs I was at had those. So, Yeah. So, uh, does it look like I give a shit? What? Does it look like I give a shit? Yes, it does. Well, now the license for my deprecated software can express exactly what I feel. So, this is, uh, for people who feel that the WTF public license is too permissive, suggesting that you want pull requests. So... If you have a side project that, uh, you know, you don't want to maintain anymore, you know, you know, essentially it says, you know, I don't, you know, give a shit what you do. Don't bother me with it. You know, I'm done with this. Maintain it yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, you can put this on things that you don't want to maintain anymore. Uh, hi, Google. How are you doing? <laughs> you know, Google should have done that for some of their stuff, um, like all I, their dead services. Um, I think they did it with uh, Wave, um, but they haven't done it with Reader. Um, but then again, I'm not sure how integrated Reader was with the rest of the Google system. Mm. Huh. So when are you adding that to your site? Uh, I'm not done with it yet. Sounds good. Besides, I think uh, I... I forget what exact license what it was, but you can grab the source if you want it. Whether or not... Whether, whether or not I actually accept pull requests is another matter. Mm. Well, perhaps in response to Andrew's comment that mentioned WGL, Alex St. John posted 
the advent of Web 3D that documents idiots embracing various technologies that bring 3D to web browsers. So, uh, again, with the uh, guy that you know pretty much invented DirectX, um, he goes on about you know how web browsers have repeatedly tried to implement 3D stuff, but it hasn't really caught on. So, um, like he you know goes through the various technologies, and you know, mind you, this is the guy that was that wild tangent, and you know did some 3D in browsers there. And, you know, from all means, you know, it was sort of successful. Um, and in fact, the, uh, like the 3D implementation that uh, Flash did was in fact based on his company's product. But as a whole, 3D on the web has never actually caught on too well. So he's kind of tooting his own horn. You know, I don't think this article is public appropriate. <laughs> I mean, well, it has five, six, seven, eight, possibly nine, at least nine counts of inde- indecent exposure. <laughs> well, it's essentially... So be warned. Well, it's the same... But them is girl? It's the same photo, but it's uh, flipped in a few places. Besides, you know, those people are just mooning you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Alex St. John says about HTML5, uh, WebGL, that is, uh, he says that it is not designed by professional game developers. Uh, none of the companies who make the dominant browsers have any commercial interest in enabling games to perform well on their browsers for free, uh, there are no proven commercial applications for Web 3D other than video games, which have established and proven superior solutions for delivery and monetization. So, monetization, he says. Well, he told Gabe Newell, quote, that he should try publishing his games online with no publishers. Well, look how that turned out. Who's Gabe New Newell? The guy at Valve. Uh so yeah. Uh speaking so now he owns seventy percent of the market. Yeah. Steam. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, Alex yeah. Alex St. John, you know, may have suggested Steam to Gabe Newell. Um, where was it? <sighs> Interesting. So, uh, let's see, he goes on here saying, I invited Gabe to Wild Tangent's offices in Redmond, where I had my engineers prepare a demonstration of a 3.6 megabyte half-life level getting compressed down to 250k using our compression tools and streamed over a modem to be played in the browser on the web a few seconds later. The level was playing before his eyes, even as it loaded with textures and sounds arriving and adding themselves to the scene while it was active. Clearly, the demonstration made a big impression on Gabe, because he went away and built Steam, freeing himself forever of the path of pain of dealing with traditional game publishers. 
<laughs> Interesting. Yep. So, what was that site's name again? What site? Uh, starts with the D. It's another game publisher. Uh, Desira? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, what, what's his face is doing his game on? Net, 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 net game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Your app makes me fat. Turns out that willpower and cognitive processing draw from the same pool of resources, so that if you need to think hard now in trying to navigate through a frustrating in interface, your willingness to accomplish certain other goals decrease. So, uh, if you do something hard, you're more likely to eat bad later. Uh, so, like, remember me saying that we don't live in an environment of scarcity anymore? Uh, you lied. Out, yeah, turns out that's not exactly true. Uh, but we don't Why? really... Why? You lied! Turns out that we do not have material scarcity. Only cognitive scarcity. Okay. Yeah, so... Apparently, this uh, goes across species as well. Um, so, like, you come home from a hard day at work, uh, you snap at the kids or the dog over the tiniest thing. Or the dog snaps at you. <laughs> so, an experiment asked one group of dogs to sit, just sit, and nothing else for a few minutes before being released to play with their favorite treat puzzle toy. The ones where the dog has to work at getting the treats out of it. The other groups of dogs were allowed to just hang out in their crates before getting their treat puzzle. And you know where this goes. The dogs that had to sit, thereby exercising self-control, gave up on the puzzle much earlier than the dogs that were just hanging out. The dogs that were not burning cognitive resources being obedient had much more determination and emotional and mental energy for solving the puzzle. Think about that next time you ask Sparky to be patient. His resources are easily depleted, too. Huh. So, Very maybe, interesting. maybe we'll think about more about what our users really care about. Maybe we'll ask ourselves at each design meeting, is this a fruit-choosing feature or a cake-choosing feature? And we'll try to limit the cake-choosing features, the ones that really drain them. To what really supports the thing you're, they're using our app in the first place. So, and uh, then it's like, my father died unexpectedly last week. And as happens when one of us close to us dies, I had the on their deathbed nobody thinks moment. Over the past 20 years of work, I've created interactive marketing games, gamified sites before they were being called that and dozens of other projects carefully, artfully, scientifically designed to slurp cognitive resources for very little of what was worth it. Did people willingly choose to engage? Of course. And by of course, I mean not really, no. Not according to psychology, neuroscience, and behavioral economics research over the past 50 years. They were nudged, slash seduced, slash tricked. And I was pretty good at it. I am so very, very sorry, because on their deathbed, 
our users won't be thinking, oh, if only I'd spent more time engaging with brands. <laughs> Said no one never. I can I can attest to this like portal. You spend too much thinking, you just get tired of the game sometimes. Yep. So, mm. Yeah, this is definitely uh an interesting article. You know, I, I always like psychology articles like this, you know, when they relate to design. Okay, good. Thank God you added the design part. Otherwise, I could say, man, we expanded into psychology now? <laughs> Quit it! <laughs> yeah, maybe I should do more podcasts. Well, we could definitely get some more podcasts. Uh, maybe we could do a podcast for, podcast for cheapskates out there. Because LibreOffice 4.1.0 has been released. So, uh, apparently this is the office suite that no one really cares about. Of course, no one really cares about any others except for Office, the Microsoft one. Uh, but it's so expensive. So expensive. You mean it's hard to download? There's really hard cognitive difficulties with this? No, it's so easy to download it. Paying for it, that's the problem. Paying for it, you say? Yes. Well, I mean, they don't really ask you to pay for it, so... Uh, are we talking about Microsoft Office? I'm talking about LibreOffice. I'm talking about Microsoft Office. Hmm. We got Ma a problem. Maybe we should start over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, LibreOffice has one of those big download buttons that you like. Ooh, really? Yes. Let me go check it out. That is a nice big button, but there's 400 other buttons underneath it. Which one do I choose? Ah! Ah! Hmm. But hey, there is a donate button. There is. Plus yeah. the big... Plus the big image down below takes you to the download page. So. Yeah, but two buttons for that one. I'll stick with the one on the main page. <laughs> Probably would recommend this to my dad. So, uh, anyways, uh, more video codecs are coming. Uh, Ziff.org has posted their part two on how their DALA video compression works. So they're uh, you know explaining how you know their video encoding works, like how uh, how they divide up the video, like each image, and how like they're predicted and what uh, transforms that they use. Hmm. So, Interesting. So this is going to be you know the sort of the next generation of video codecs. You know, af excuse me, after H two sixty four. And VP8. So, yeah. So, you heard about Sony? PS4? Yeah, those guys. 
So, uh, Sony and Panasonic have announced an agreement to jointly develop a new optical disc format with at least 300 gigabytes of storage. So, basically, Blu-ray's over. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what they would call it next. Maybe ultraviolet ray or something? Sounds pretty dangerous. Dark matter? <laughs> maybe. But, uh, yeah, at least uh, Sony is pushing forward uh, video formats again. Uh, Why? No, 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 nobody has converted over the collection to Blu-ray yet. Well, then again, you don't really need to, because, uh, you know... Backward compatibility. Well, I mean, DVD is, you know, so long as you can read the thing the DVD will remain DVD quality forever. Yeah, so. I guess that is true. And if it breaks, then you buy the Blu-ray. Or this new format here. So, I guess this, this is going to cue all the Sony haters, uh, saying that this will fail like all the other Sony formats like Betamax. It's strange how no one remembers Sony's other failed formats, like compact disc and three and a half inch floppies. It's not like anybody used those in the nineties. So, <laughs> but you you know what else is ironic? What's that? At least Sony. Every generation has developed something. Yeah, and uh, often they have developed several things um, in a generation. You remember UMDs? I do not. Yeah, they were so awesome. And I didn't even have a PSP. Yeah, those those were like the discs that were just made for the PSP and nothing else used them. So, but uh, for at least the last decade and probably beyond, Sony has been dicking around with even more memory stick formats. I guess Secure Digital and Compact Flash were not good enough. Uh, better for them to do this, at least this new disc will store way more. That is true. Six, 300 gigabytes? Yeah. See, I believe a double layer Blu-ray will only hold uh, 50 gigs. Hmm. So, and now for the NSA stuff, uh, as if what they were doing weren't bad enough, uh, now the feds have been recorded going after user passwords, including the hash, the salt, and the algorithm used. And the algorithm used? Yeah. Ooh. So... You're screwed. Yeah, pretty much. Hide your kitty porn. <laughs> yeah, and don't believe anything that you read, uh, you know, coming up looking all official-like. But yeah. don't think the feds will stop at brute-forcing all of your passwords. They are after certificate authority master keys, too. Once what they... So, like, you know how SSL kind of works? You know, yes. Like, you make your own certificate, you send it off to some authority, and they send it back to you. Um, so when you send it off to the authority, 
they have like their own private key that they sign their that you that they sign your certificate with. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. Apparently, the feds are going after those private keys that those authorities have, and once that they have those, everyone's good as screwed. From uh, you know what's been said here, it looks like you know there's been extremely large pushback against these. Um, perhaps even more pushback than with uh, the NSA Prism stuff. I have a, another post on you know just how screwed we are. As the feds demand the keys, prepare for the death of public key encryption. Well, it'll be really interesting to see how that turns out. Yep. But this is the computer age. We continuously evolve. Indeed. So if they attack this and this is over, something better will take its place. Let's hope it's better. Yeah. At least... I mean, we, we could have advanced so far and then somebody just goes back to something simple and it blows the Fed's mind. Yeah, like sneaker nets. <laughs> <laughs> so, or um, better yet, Sony's way of sharing games. Yeah, by using incompatible formats that no one else uses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So so exotic and obscure, even the feds won't know what it is. Yeah. So, uh, maybe you don't know how encryption all works. Uh, I have an article here explaining how HTTPS uses it. So, it goes over, you know, the. I'm not going to explain all the details right now. Uh, but explains, like, the whole layers and, uh, like, how public and private key encryption works. So it's really weird and amazing how it works. And it has to do with, uh, uh, was it uh, prime numbers? Like, really big prime numbers? Ryan has sent us feedback, so we always love getting feedback from him. Uh, he says that, uh, you know, I love the title Projectionist. Well, I'm glad that you do. Uh, Pastor always hated me for using that word, uh, because apparently projectionists are unionized. Uh, it seemed like he was afraid that I would call up my dad organize and demand better hours and working conditions. Fine! I'm not working any more Sundays. Don't! <laughs> uh, Ryan says, It's funny. I completed the world map in Guild Wars 2 and I earned a gold star by my name too on that character. Uh, referring to the fact that people uh, do amazing things on the internet to get a gold star by their name. Uh, Ryan asks, please put whatever you make on GitHub so I can see it, Chris. 
What's he referring to? Uh, probably that uh, Morse code thing that you did. Ah. Uh. Um, maybe something else, but that's pretty much the only thing at the top of my mind. Yeah, it's like the only meaningful thing I've created. So, Ryan says, No Doom Clocks, unless you use Unity slash Ubuntu. Then you'll get random bugs that require restarts to <laughs> fix the UI. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that. I've had my Linux Mint virtual machine start several times without any title bars or window decoration. So, I have to go into... You know the virtual box menu and click you know reset uh, or shut down that is and then you know the box comes up are you sure you want to shut down so uh, Ryan says that the Ubuntu UI is not unusable it's just neither Windows nor OS 10 it has poor line heights fonts and among other things poor design choices on top of poor community uh, he said that Evernote wanted to autocorrect community to communists, so management. Uh, Ryan says that the iPhone started the pixel travesty uh, with regards to uh, browser widths. Uh, the iPhone 4 pixel doubles everything, I think. Its screen resolution is about 320 pixels per inch, whereas a regular monitor would be around 160 or so. And I think that monitor, like desktop monitors, are actually a bit lower, like 96 uh, pixels an inch. Uh, laptops can be a lot higher, though, like 150. And uh, um, my laptop and Chris's laptop that we got from Newmont is about 140 or so. Um, so that's, it's a 1920 by 1200 uh, screen, but it's uh, 15.4 inches. So, it, you know, looks pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Um, aside from all the, uh, dings I have on the, uh, on the screen. So, yeah, if, uh, you would like to, uh, submit feedback, go ahead and do so. There's a contact link up there. So, and, uh, it's not like we get a lot of these. I mean, you know, it's just that no one really bothers except for Ryan. So if you do submit something, uh, it will be read unless you state otherwise. It's not that. It's not like we're famous or anything. Oh, hi, mom. We're not famous. So yeah, not yet. So and. Don't forget that today is International Backup Awareness Day, so back up your stuff. So... You know, when I was actually uh, building my computer, I forgot to back up my... <gasps> your what? I forgot to back up my bookmarks. Oh, your bookmarks? That's not too bad. I lost all my pictures! Yeah, your pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I was too lazy to download them, so... Uh, let's see, all those uh, things from, like, that random picture site? Random pictures, Debbie, uh, like, like the mime field? Oh, yeah, I love that one. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I came across that uh, in the uh, Bioware forums, actually. Yeah, you came across it a long time ago. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. What am I doing this week? Oh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening, I'll be going to a baseball game. Uh, using the tickets I got uh, from donating blood uh, well back. Nice. So, and because of that, I'll be taking tomorrow afternoon off, just cause. Hey, what a coincidence! I'm taking tomorrow afternoon off too. Awesome. It's, it's an employee's employee's last day, so I'm going to her farewell from three thirty till six o'clock. Ah. And then afterwards, I'm going to a party for a friend's fiance. So, yeah. Um, tomorrow will definitely be a pierogi day, also. So, yeah, I'll go down to the. Pierogi? Yeah. So, since I'm off on like a weekday during work hours, you know, I'll go down to the pierogi place and get some pierogies. Just don't microwave them. Indeed. I know what this key goes to. It goes to my work desk. Well, not my work desk. Somebody's work desk. Ah. I will better just throw it away. So, and then that's this Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday of next week, uh, starting, I'll be on my vacation. And the following weekend will be that pinball tournament. Wait, where are you going on vacation? What? Huh? I'm just Are you still having our podcast? Yeah. I'll still be here next Tuesday. Okay, good. And I'll still be here the weekend after that because this pinball thing is like five miles down the road. I, awesome. I literally almost drive past it coming home from work. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I, fi- I finally downloaded NetGain Zero, and it's asking me to agree to the end-user license, and all it says is stay frosty. Okay. Like, that's the end-user license agreement for NetGain. Stay frosty. Makes sense. I mean, you know, if it was up to me, the end-user license agreement would be don't be a dick. It'd be the Will Wheaton license. Ah. Ooh, they finally got inputs. Nice. Fire one, fire two, fire three, jump. I think I'm playing the wrong game. No. Oh, well. Loud. Too loud. It's a heck of a lot prettier. Alright, well maybe I'll get into that. So... I mean, it actually looks like what you see on the screenshots. Okay. Well, that's... that's, Adios! Have a good one.